We're going to talk about the beauty of the promises of God. Not too long ago, um, my wife Amy and I were reminiscing of the day and the time when I proposed to marry her. And uh, I proposed to her and I asked her to be my wife. And some of you know the story. Um, some of you know that I was a widower for a few years and, and uh, raising two kids. Uh, one of them was an infant, a little girl. She's now five years old. Can you believe that? Uh, Princess Sarah is now five years old. And, um, and so some of you know that I, we were reminiscing about the night that we met. You know, Amy and I, I was at a, at a New Year's Eve uh, party with a, a pastor friend of mine pastor friend of mine, just in case you're wondering what kind of party it was. It was a family-oriented uh, table, you know, games uh, kind, of, kind of party. And we were there, and, and Amy was there. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, she's, she's pretty. She seems really nice. And she was part of a family uh, of, that I knew. And so uh, we, were, we were talking about that night, and, and we were kind of chuckling because one of the first things that happened was that she came up to Sarah because uh, Sarah was just two years old or so at the time, and she had these little pink boots, and, and she went up and tried to uh, play with Sarah and said, hey, hi, you know, come and play with us. And Sarah looked at her, and she just ran away the other, the other side. And it's kind of sweet. And isn't it cool how God works that now uh, she calls her mommy? Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing? But on that day that we were pro- we, we, I proposed to her, which was sometime after that, we were, it, it, was all, uh, uh, it was all a prayer. I went to California. All I knew was I wanted to propose to her, and I have a ring, but I don't know anything. I don't know anything about what's going to happen. And you know, if I was here, I would say, "Okay, I'm going to plan where I'm going to propose, and maybe have somebody hiding in the bushes to take pictures." But because it was in California, I knew nothing uh, and nothing of the landscape. It's like, well, maybe it will happen here, maybe it will happen there. And so, to make a very long story short, the date came, and I knew it was the right day and time because we were in a castle in California. You ever been in a castle? Neither have I. Okay, so I was like, "Listen, we're together. We're in a castle. You have, <laughs> yeah." And, and so we're we're in this place, and so it was was the right moment. And so I gave her uh, uh, something special on that day. Anybody know, anybody guess what I gave her? A ring. The ring signifies a promise. Say a promise. The ring to, see, so here's the thing. She was living in California. I was living here in Rochester and we were starting a romantic relationship and things were progressing and we were putting everything before God. And by the way, for those of you who are longing for a relationship, listen, the best way to find the, the, the man of your dreams, the woman of your dreams is, is by saying, God, here's my heart. The, the person that you have for me, I put it all before you. Lead and guide me. Help me, God. That's a great way to start. Amen. Because when you do that, and as you're praying and thinking about the kind of person you want to be with, the Lord and the Holy Spirit will direct you. And so this was my time, and here was the day. And so when the day came, I, I, I showed Amy a little video um, that, that my kids and I had put together. I said, hey, hey can, can you watch this? I, we, we, uh, I have this for you. We were at the top of this castle, and she grabbed my phone and was looking. I was like, what, why are you giving me a phone, a video? To We're, we're looking at this beautiful scenery. She's like, oh, just take a look at that. And when, when she looked at the video, the video was myself, my son, and my daughter with a big sign that say, will you marry us? How many of you know that when someone has kids and is getting married, the person is not just marrying the person, they're marrying their family, amen? And so it was important for us to ask her, will you marry us? And so when she looked over, I was uh, on, on one knee, and I said, uh, will you marry me? And, uh, 
And she said, you? Seriously? No. She, was, she, she shed a few tears, and she said yes, and, and here we are today. But I gave her a ring. Say a ring. A ring was a promise. In that day, we were not married yet. But it was a promise saying, this is what I'm committing to. You're still in California. Things are not perfect yet for us to get married because we're in different places and we're not certainly living together because we want to honor God in this process. But I'm giving you this ring, something valuable, because I want to give you a promise. Say a promise. A promise that something that I'm going to say is going to happen. I'm not just telling you. I'm not just talking a good game. I spent a few dollars on this ring. I'm giving it to you to let you know this is serious. This is my promise. Say a promise. The title of today's message is The Beauty of God's Promises. Amen? The Beauty of God's Promises. And the Apostle Paul is wanting you and I to remember that the promises of God are beautiful, are, are, were paid for with a high price and that you and I can be the beneficiaries of that promise. And so let's look at the scriptures together. Do you need a promise from God today? Do you need assurance from God? God, what is my role? Where is my place in the family of God? What is my future? And I believe some of the words that are spoken here today are going to bless you. And so the Apostle Paul begins and says, Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant, say covenant, that has been duly established, so it is in this case. And so Paul is about to talk about something that's very important, and he starts talking about it by mentioning something like a contract, like a covenant, like a contract. And he says this, if I make a contract with someone and it's been established, that means I do what I'm supposed to do, the other person does what they agree to do, we have a contract that's binding. Say binding. But here the Apostle Paul says, hey, listen, What I'm about to talk to you about, it has the feel of a covenant, but a covenant not just between two people, but between a person and God. And here's the definition of covenant. Covenant is a binding or establishing a relationship between two parties. That's the first feeling. That's the first feeling. I love it that some of you uh, uh, want to do the feelings before I tell you what they are. And it, it makes me happy, by the way. It actually, it makes me really happy when I see people erasing what they already wrote and they putting on what, <laughs> no, but God bless you. I think that's awesome. So a covenant is a is binding or establishing a relationship between two parties. We're, we're establishing. And so I gave, I gave Amy that day a ring because I wanted to make her a promise and I wanted to tell her that a covenant was coming her way soon and I wanted her to know that this was going to be our future. Paul goes on and says, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. What is he talking about here? In the book of Genesis, there was a man named Abraham. Say Abraham. God spoke to him and said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your seed, your the, the, the offspring that come out of you and you're, you're going to be a blessing all over the world. And the Bible says that God says, I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to curse those who curse you. And your seed is going to be blessed. And Paul is just reminding the people that are reading here. He says, the promises were spoken to who? Abraham. Say Abraham. And to his seed. 
Scripture does not say and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. And here's all that Paul is saying. The people of, Gal- uh, of, that, of that place, the Galatians, they were n- mostly non-Jewish people. There were people who were not related by blood to Abraham. And so most of the people thought, if I'm not related by blood to Abraham, who was the first Israelite, the first Jewish man, the first Hebrew, if I'm not related by blood and God's people are the people of Israel and my bloodline says I'm not an Israelite, then I'm out. Are you with me? But Paul is trying to tell, speak to the Galatians, most of whom were non-Jewish, he's trying to tell them something. He's talking about a promise. He's talking about a, a, an engagement ring that was spoken, given to Abraham and to his seed. It did not come to fruition at that moment, but God spoke to him and it was going to come to fruition later on. Can I just pause and say something? There are things inside of you. There are promises that you believe God has for you. And there's, there's a frustrating aspect of it when things don't happen right here and now. Are you with me? Sometimes, you know, I want everything to happen right now. I remember going back to my story while I was a widower for a while. I was thinking, you know, who is going to, how am I going to find a person that not only loves me, which, you know, I already found the first miracle. I had one lady who loved me, amen, my late wife, Joanne, God bless her. How am I going to find another person who loves me, you know, just just for me with all my stuff? And not just that, but how am I going to find a, a person who loves my kids? And they just seem impossible. And, and I would read scriptures where, where the psalmist talk about your wife will be uh, such and such in your house and your children will be this and this in your house. And it was right after I had experienced the pain of losing Joanne. And I thought, God, that's not true for me. I remember a friend who I was talking to at the time and I was crying in front of he said hey that promise is not true for you right now but i believe it's gonna it's gonna come the time will come and some of you need to hear that maybe the answer to what you need has not come today but if you just trust god he is a god of the impossible amen He can do things that no one else can do. He can bring healing and restoration. He can change your attitude. He can transform your heart. He can do all kinds of things. Trust him. Stay with him. The promise is coming to you. Amen? Just like the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Here's the next villain. A promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. That's what a promise is. I promise to give you $5, Megan. If you do a good job emceeing, I'll give you 5 bucks. If I promise that to you, then that means I'm going to do it. You ever, as a kid, right, you, you wanted somebody to really believe you. It's like, no, no, I, I will do this. I will do this. I was like, oh, do you promise? Oh, they pro- oh you promised, right? I'm very careful to say the P word, promise, at home with my kids because every once in a while something will happen. And, I, you, and if I promise something, then I, how many know if, I, if daddy promises it? He either has to do it or he has to hear some version of this phrase till the end of time. You promise, daddy, when are we going to do this? You promise, you promise. When, when is it going to happen? Like, All right. Next villain, God's covenant promises to Abraham came to fruition in his seed, which is Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's trying to say. The seed is no longer just the bloodline. The seed was Christ. And here's the good news. Even though you and I, maybe you're here and you're a, uh, you have Jewish bloodline. God bless you. But if you and I do not have Jewish bloodline, here's the cool thing. Paul's trying to tell the Galatians and trying to tell the Rochesterians. 
He's trying to tell us, listen, the, the promise is not just for the people whose bloodline Abraham shares, but because the seed was Christ. Say Christ. Now, everyone who comes under the umbrella of Jesus the Christ gets the same promise as if you were in the bloodline of Abraham. Amen? God's covenant promises to Abraham came to fruition in his seed, which is Jesus Christ. Let me just say a quick word about something. Um, our children are not God. Did you know that? Now, I mention that because sometimes I act as if the most important thing in the world was my children or my family. Now, are they, are they important? Say yes. I hope you know I love my family. Right? Daddy loves his kids. But, 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 but they're not God. And I just want to mention this very quickly. God made a promise to Abraham that he was going to have a child. And he was 80 years old and 90 years old and 100 years old. How many know it's hard for a man to be able to provide qualifying seed at 100 years old? Amen? Anyway, I'll, I'll just move on. Just pretend I didn't just say that, okay? <laughs> just pretend I didn't just say that. It's hard. And so Abraham was waiting for this promise, and, and, and I, I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to read the scriptures, but there comes a time where God used his miraculous powers and his love to touch him and his wife, who was also uh, advanced in years. She was only 10 years younger than he was, but very advanced in years, and they had the child that God promised to them. It is possible for us sometimes to get what we think we needed from God and make that our God instead of God be God. And so there comes a, a story which I won't have time to deal with today, which is God tells Abraham, you've got your son. This is the promise I gave you. Now I want you to give him up to me. And I'll tell you that story at some, at some other time. It's a powerful story, but here's in essence what it is. Whatever it is, that one thing that you think, I need this. If I can only have that, if it's more money or, or a better family situation, if I can just find a girl who will be with me over, or a guy who will, if I could just find the one thing. And I just want to tell you that Abraham's legacy lives on because even though he got the thing that he thought he needed the most, when the chips were down, he was willing to give up what he wanted the most because he still recognized God is still my God, not the things that he gives me. Can I get an amen? Paul goes on and says, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The seed is Christ. Scripture does not say and to seed. So inheritance is something passed down from your parents to you. Or the act of receiving something passed down from your parents. So an inheritance is something that is passed down. I keep, I keep telling my parents, you know, make sure that you make the will so that we know where all the millions are going. If you don't know my family, we ain't got millions. Bless the Lord. Something passed down. The inheritance, here's the next villain, came through God's promise. Say promise to Abraham and not through the law. It came from by a promise. He, and I'm going to read this again. Um, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say into seed, meaning many people. And I, I, I recognize I have the, the scripture there, the scripture there twice. And I apologize for that. You know, if somebody could help me out. If you do have a Bible, <laughs> 17 and 18 is what I'm missing. 
verses 17 and 18. If somebody has a really loud voice and can read, can read well for me, that would be awesome. Just raise your hand when you find it, uh, those who have a Bible. So Galatians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Because I missed it here, and I don't want you to be like, oh, pastor, oh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, God is, yes. Go on, go on. Just keep on going, man. Can you, if there's a way you can put that up there, that would be awesome. It's Galatians 3. You can just find, uh, go to the Bible little icon and find Galatians 3, verse 17 and 18. See if you can do that for me and Edie if you can help them. If not, that's okay. Um, but here's it. It's through, say, it's through the promise. It's through the promise. Say promise. It's, it wasn't, it, we couldn't earn it. We couldn't get it by doing something. It had to be through a promise. We serve a God who, who spoke to a man named Abraham and spiritually gave him a promise. I gave Amy a promise, I'm going to marry you. And by the way, we did get married. Amen? That did happen. May 28th, um, 2017. So, uh, and so the promise was given to Abraham. And the Bible says that Abraham trusted what God said. Abraham believed what God said, and it was accredited to him as righteous. He knew, he, he believed what he, what he said. Thank you for, for putting that up. I appreciate it. Um, and so I want you to know that the promises of God are available to you. I'm actually going to cheat. Uh, Daniel was telling, asking me this morning while we were doing worship practice, I, I have a little musical cheat thing that I can do different chords in different places in the guitar. He's like, Daddy, why do you cheat? I said, buddy, don't say that so loudly. You know, don't, don't give away all my secrets, right? I'm going to cheat as a preacher. I'm actually going to finish this uh, next week because I have a, there's a, a couple of things that I want to really uh, dive into today. Um, but, but here's what I want you to know. Even though you might not be of the bloodline of the promise, because Abraham's seed, who is Christ, say Christ, was the one through whom the promise would be fulfilled. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, he said, it is what? Finished. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And now because of what Christ has done for us, we can be part of the inheritance. We can be part of that covenant. We can be part of the promise. So if you're here today and maybe you're feeling down and out or you're not exactly sure what your place is, if you have put your faith in Christ and you've said yes to him, the Bible says that Christ's righteousness has come upon you and now you belong to the family of God. Could there be something that God is wanting you to do? Could there be a purpose and a plan that he has for your life that can only come to fruition if you lay down your own agenda? I had to lay down my own agenda and say, Lord, have your way. I, I put my faith in you. And as I do that, as I believe in Jesus, then the promises of Abraham now fall onto me, and now I am part of the inheritance and the covenant that God has for the future. Somebody, I was talking to somebody, and I was telling them that, you know, sometimes couples or people will come to me and say, we have 
problems where I'm upset with him, I'm angry with her for this reason or the other. And, and sometimes we lose perspective when we're in the middle of trial and when we have situations going on, we lose perspective. I'm angry. And, and I, I, I was telling the story that, that soon after I lost Pastor Joanne and, and she, she went to be with the Lord, um, for a little while I was not a great pastoral counselor. And here's what I wanted to know. Because I had just experienced this death situation, and I had just experienced it that way, if two people were having issues, and I said, let me just ask you a question, just quickly. If, if, if your husband, if they died today, just for a second, imagine that they, they died today, would you care about that problem anymore? And I said, well, and vice versa. If she died, or whatever the if they, if death clarifies things for us, right? It just clarifies things. I think one of the beauty, the reason why I say this is the beauty of Christ is that well, this is not just a nice story, even though it is a good story. These are not just nice words. But Jesus the Christ, listen, he died for us. He died for us. And everything else that we thought was more important and more, we had to prioritize more. When he died, everything stops. The king, the son of God has died. And has come back to life and now calls us to follow him. And so you, you gave your blood for me. Now I give you my life. And now I'm part of the promise. I'm part of the inheritance. I'm part of the covenant. When we talk about teaching little ones and babies and children's ministry and teens, we want them to know. You're not just a kid. You're not, you know, God spoke to me when I was young. You're not just a Puerto Rican kid living out your life not knowing what's going on. No, you're a part of the promise, Lewis. And because I heard those words, I'm here today. And I want you to hear that today as well. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your promise. Thank you for the inheritance that you have for us in Christ. In Christ. Forgive us for forgetting that sometimes. And today, we open up our hearts to you. We want to be part of you of your family. If you're here today, you need to do business with God. I would just encourage you to do that even now. Just say, Lord, I want to be part of your family. I, I say yes to your sacrifice on the cross. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Praise God.